Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to George Passblast, CEO of MagSilver, listed on NYSE and also on the TSX. Large silver explorer developer in Mexico. They've got the world's highest grade uh, discovery. They've also got potentially one of the largest silver mines in the world. Um, impressive stuff. They've also raised enough capital to kind of see them through to production uh, towards the middle uh, of next year, partnering up with Fresnia, one of the biggest and best known silver miners in Mexico, over 150 years of mining. Uh, we talked to George about the business plan, options to drive the growth story, are there spin outs? possible? Are there going to be any kind of distribution of uh, some of this cash to shareholders through dividends? Um, and a lot more besides. So enjoy, do enjoy the podcast. George, how are you doing, sir? Ah, well, thanks, Matthew. Really well. Not, yeah, well, your, your company certainly is. We spoke to you back in November last year when you were just a mere 900 million market cap. Things have dramatically changed. This, uh, we're, we were keen to speak to you. So, um, where, so where are you today? Let's start with that. Uh, in Vancouver, in uh, Vancouver, we're trying to sort of uh, respect social distancing and, uh, you know, with limited exposure of <clears throat> people in the company. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at home, uh, locked up as I have been since March. Uh, but it's been interesting, you know, where we have achieved a lot of things locked up. And um, the last few months have been quite amazing for MAG, as you, as you said. The share price is the product of a few things. Um, I think the most important thing really that's happened in the last few months has been the investment by Eric Sprott. Yeah, all good stuff. And we're going, we're going to get into it, I promise you, George. Um, so, but big new audience since you uh, last spoke to us. So, so can you, just for people who haven't heard the story before, give us a one-minute overview of what it is that you are because it's a slightly unusual structure to, to what you do. Sure. Mag... IPO'd in 2003, um, an exploration company. We had uh, a couple of properties. One of them was the Juan Cipio project in Mexico. Um, the culture in our company then, and it remains today, and certainly while I'm at the helm, it will remain in the future, is um, we focus on high IRR projects. Um, high grade, but not just grade, high grade that's recoverable, that has a good margin because you can mine it and process it, etc. cetera. Uh, hence, MAG doesn't have a lot of assets. But the principal asset we have is arguably one of the best silver shows in the world. Uh, I don't even think that's an argument myself. Uh, so <clears throat> MAG uh, IPO'd, we went out on the one Cipio project uh, we raised a little money on the IPO and our very first hole, hole one, was a discovery hole into the one of Scipio thing. Uh, we drilled more. Um, it was tough to raise money back then. Uh, we offered up a joint venture to our neighbour, Fresneo PLC, the world's largest silver producer, who have surrounded this little, well, this significant uh, postage stamp sized uh, joint venture tenement. It's about seven kilometres wide and about 18 kilometres long. Um, make a long story short, we continue to have success. Fresneo earned into the joint venture and Juan Scipio now is the highest grade undeveloped silver property in the world and absolutely on the cusp of generating cash flow. 
It's a 56-44% joint venture. Fresneo are the operators. They're the 56% holder. And we're the 44% non-operator. Now, that gives us a lot of advantages. Uh, Fresneo have been operating in this area for over 135 years. They've built now, three of these um, Fresneo vein concentrating plants within a six kilometre radius. The one they're building now for the joint venture is the fourth one. So you can have a look at the metrics of the Wanasipio project and there's a PEA from 2017, from late 2017, which just shows you know, incredible financial returns from a remarkable deposit that's continuing to grow. But you have to couple that with the fact that Fresneo is the operator are building, in this case, the third 4,000 tonne per day concentrator on the same vein. Right? We're fortunate. That whole mineralized structure, Valdecanes, Herias vein, we're sitting on the fluid upwelling zone, the source of the metals that mineralize that whole system. So it's a Cinderella story from that point of view. It, it is. And, and, and before, before, you, before you sell me the whole story in five minutes, I, I want to get some information out of you so I can you know, better understand what it is that you're saying. So can, just, just on the JV, it's 56.44. What are the terms there? Are you carried for any of it? Or is this why you've needed to raise some money recently? No, um, we were carried for $5 million of expiration in the early days. And there was a cash payment once that was satisfied. But when the joint venture, when Fresneo had earned in, from then on, we have to pay 44% of everything. But we share in 44% of all of the spoils as well. And that's why, you're right, Matt, that's why we've had to raise capital along the way to fund the expiration and now to fund the bill. Okay, so talk to me about, again, more about this relationship because it's really important because what you, the structure of what you got sounds fantastic because there's... You know, there's not too many of you on your team because Fresnia are doing all the work. How involved are you with the exploration component? You know, do you jointly agree what you're going to do and therefore what it's going to cost? Because at some point, if they go large on you, you're going to have to get out to market and raise a lot of capital. And that's you know, out of your control potentially. So talk to yeah. me about those conversations. We're very involved in the exploration aspects. I mean, that's our core competency. Um we discovered the first vein on this property. Uh, we, we've had theories about south-north trending structures, which have never been found before. We've now found three. So the exploration is very interactive between Fresneo and MAG, and it's just a good team working together. And every hole they drill, they find something. So teams work together well when you have success. On the mine development side, you know, Fresneo uh, have got the horsepower. Uh, they've got their own engineering, internal engineering firm. They build these things for breakfast. They know how to run them. And so we're a little more, um, we call it sitting in the back of the bus, and we let them operate because they know what they're doing. Okay. And by virtue, we have eight people in our company. Yeah, which is, which is, which is astounding. I mean, the, the costs are low. We did talk about it previously. Um, but you've raised 60 million bucks in a private placement in April. You've subsequently raised another 50 million bucks. This is not cheap because these, this is one of the highest grade, biggest 
silver mines in the world. And current, in the current market, especially in the last two weeks, that gets a little bit exciting. So are you going to need to, or will you take advantage of the current market and raise more capital anytime soon? Well, uh, I like the way you're getting that sound bite. The highest grade, largest, undeveloped silver property in the world. That's all you have to remember. Um, we're essentially almost there to be fully funded for our share of the build. Um, the private placement of 60 million Canadian uh, in April, got us a long way there and we announced only about a month ago the um, establishment of a 50 million US at the market offering ATM and that's going very well. And I think when that's done, we are going to be, uh, the balance sheet's going to be in great shape for our bill. The other aspect is that we have the potential to realise some cash flow second half of this year from selling some of the pre-production mineral from underground to Fresneo. So that's almost like an insurance on the balance sheet. So we don't want to um, take advantage of the situation if we don't have to, because there's no need to overcapitalize the company because the cash flows that come out, the cash flows that come out at $15 silver are immense. The cash flows now are just I don't know. I don't think our computers are big enough in the office. We might have to get some bigger computers to handle all those numbers. Um, so, yeah, when we get to the end of the ATM, uh, we're going to be in very good shape. And, you know, I mean, the ATM's going well. Okay, fine. Um, 2017 PEA, it's, it's very unconventional. I think, you know, you are very unconventional. So your approach to this is unconventional. So... 2017 PEA, what other data have you amassed or will you amass before getting into production and why don't you need to follow convention? Essentially, um, the PEA the end of, is dated the end of um, 2017, but the drilling is actually the beginning of 2017. So... What uh, what's available is Fresnel have updated resources and declared reserves, and that was this year in May. So there's updated um, resources and reserves out there, which gives the investor some line of sight onto you know the last couple of years of drilling, which have been mainly in the deep zone. But here's the difference, Matthew. Um, for a start, these systems are unique in the sense that they are very well-defined structurally. They're in a vein, and in fact, if you go on our website, look at the corporate presentation, I think there's two pictures on there that show you pictures of the vein. You can see bright, shiny silver, you mine that, and then the black stuff at the sides, there's nothing in it, you don't touch it, right? So um, structurally controlled, very high grade, particularly being at the top of an upwelling zone, very homogenous. So you don't need to do exhaustive studies. And on this on this structure, Val de Canes, Fresnia have been mining Sacito since 2008. So why do a feasibility study if you've got a real life, which happens to be the world's largest single silver producing asset, operating on the same rock in the same environment? 
that's it's continuous. That's what it's getting at. Is the is the comfort because Fresneo have been there wherever it's hundred plus years mining the the area. They've they're using their experience and knowledge to do that. So you're skipping right. out some of the overhead, some of the cost, uh, with right. the knowledge that these guys are telling you they know what they do, they're doing, right? Correct. And the real salient point there is Fresneo operating in the area, Fresneo operating on the same vein, right? It's not even in the area. It's the same mineralized structure. Okay. Talking about the exploration at the moment, so what, what more do you need to do? I mean, you're, you're talking about getting into production, so you, you feel you've got enough information to be able to start that process. What happens be- actually, before you talk about actually, what happens between now and getting into production? What sort of timeline are we talking about? Okay, so um, we're now uh, all guns blazing on uh, constructing the flotation plant on surface and continuing to set up the underground for mining. The underground will probably realise commercial production here uh, in the second half of this year. We've got material stockpiled uh, from underground development that's mineralised and uh, commencing, I'd say, in the next month, we are going to process two days worth, about 16,000 tonnes of that material in the Fresneo plant. And that will continue every month while we are building the flotation plant. Now, in October of this year, we're scheduled to bring the first production state online underground. Right, which is going to enable us to build a bigger stockpile for the Wanasipio plant. <clears throat> I don't know whether that means we'll process more at the Fresneo plant or not. Um, but we'll start to get a stockpile built up and then come the middle of next year, we're ready to press the button on the flotation plant and off we go. And here is the real value in this exercise of processing two days a month in the Fresneo plant. We will hit the button and off we go because we will have a number of months of two days of just one Scipio rock going through a very similar plant. And that's going to de-risk our startup and our ramp up. And if you go back to the PEA of 2017, if you have a look at the detail in the mine plan, you see there's a three-year ramp up from starting up the plant to the nameplate capacity of 4,000 tonnes per day. Fresneo and ourselves now confidently believe that we can probably get to 85% of the nameplate by the end of next year. So if metal prices remain up, that's a huge amount of additional cash flow compared to the three-year ramp up. So um, yeah, that's probably the biggest positive out of the development timetable at the moment. So we'll start the process, campaign two days a month through the Fresno plant. Yeah. We'll probably make some cash out of that, and that's going to offset our capital requirements. But most importantly, it's a real live evaluation of how the one CPO rock performs, so we have a much better startup on the plan. Okay. You're getting a lot of inbound calls there. I can hear your computer pinging. Uh, exciting times. Um, okay, so let's come, let's come to the exploration component because you're sitting on a lot of property. You've got a JV with Fresno on, on, on parts of it. Do you, do you maintain the current business model going forward? Is that, that's working for you clearly? Are there any desire on your part to become a miner elsewhere? Um, well, that's my background, what I love doing, building and running mines. Yeah, but this is easier, um, isn't it? Way easier. It's a lot easier when you're running the show. 
but we're luck we've got we're fortunate with a partner who's working very well with us at the moment uh, <clears throat> I think that there is a lot of you asked the question about expiration and you know, what's next and all that sort of stuff there's a whole bunch of what's next expiration on the Wana Scipio ground right? we've got a Hollywood problem there we can't get away from where we're drilling because we keep finding more and more. And now we've found these perpendicular structures that run through the mineralization. We've only explored 5% of the joint venture ground, right? The discovery of the north-south structures has opened up another sort of opportunity for new discoveries on the joint venture ground. So we want to explore more there. So as we drill and find more and more resources around Valdecanes, and we know there's more on the joint venture ground, it makes a lot of sense to expand where you're already operating, where you've established yourself, you've got the relationship with the regulators, the community, all that sort of stuff. Going away to some other area in Mexico or another country, um, you start the permitting process, you drill, explore, go build your own mine or run it, that's a long-term horizon. Uh, we have the potential here to expand to um, expand Juan Scipio quite readily. In fact, we've embedded some capital now with uh, um, expansion anticipated in the future because it's so smart to put the money in oversizing things underground now. Um, I think our next mine will be the, another mine at Juan Scipio. Okay. You talk about Hollywood-type problems, but I'm looking at your share price, right? You've got all of these institutional guys piled in there, and you, you, you hand over first. You've got some really big names. You'd be delighted to have these names on board. But the, the liquidity of the stock is just not there because these guys don't sell. I mean, that's another kind of problem for you. I mean, how do you solve it? Well, that's where we're very appreciative of the investment that Eric Sprott made in MAG in April. Um, we believe that uh, he and his followers have put MAG on um, a lot of uh, investors' uh, watch lists. Um, I'm hoping that today, talking to you and uh, your tentacles that reach out can just make more people aware of the story because what we want to see is we want to see people come in. Yeah. A lot of people came in when MAG was $13 when uh, Eric invested and I hope they get out and make a bit of money and other people come in and keep going. So we need to get a, a bigger liquidity going. Um, I also believe that, uh, you know, as we start to generate a lot of cash flow, uh, we will generate a lot more than what we need to invest into the business, start to pay dividends, etc. Different investors come in. You have to have the liquidity there to bring in the you know, dividend type investment or generalist type investors. So, yeah, Michael and I are really motivated in trying to get more retail investment in the story as well, and that's why we're doing this talk today. Okay, great. So, you know, dividends is is, a, is something that's high on the list of things to do, which is I think yep. is great. What about, because again, when companies get bigger, they keep plowing money back into the ground and they kind of forget about shareholders. They forget, they forget about doing those things which kind of get people excited. So um, how do you tell the growth story and share on share on the upside. I mean, is it just is it just a dividend well, story? Um, 
I, I think the potential for discoveries on the Juan Lucipio property uh, is significant. Right? So to, let's say, expand Juan Lucipio to a second plant, for example, the incremental investment on that is extraordinarily high value because the roads built, the power lines in, the underground access is already there, right? The plant sites there, you just pour a bit more concrete, put another mill in, all those sort of things. So it's it's not like building a new mine from scratch if you expand brown fields. And that's high value. But the growth story is while we're doing that, we found new veins. But we've got the expansion covered. Here's some dividends. We have a couple of other properties in uh, not in Mexico, actually, that we'd like to explore with time. And, um, you know, we, they're, they're just off the radar at the moment. But they're small spends, and, you know, particularly to high silver prices, quite frankly, you talk Hollywood problems again, what do you do with all the cash? Uh, even exploring the joint venture ground in earnest, right, there's a limit to how much you can drill, get the data, process the data, then work out where you go next. Right? And we're very disciplined and controlled on how we do exploration. So as, as the joint venture property grows, potentially a multi-production multi assets there, we've still got cash coming out of our ears. You've got cash coming out of ears, but you know, you've got to get cash and create value with that cash because cash is just cash. Okay. So the question I'm asking is, how do you stop yourself having big companies? This, by the way, is another great Hollywood conversation we're having. How do you stop yourself becoming and having the problems that big companies do? I'm thinking of, you know, BT Gold. You know, it's it saw the heights came crashing down. You know, people get distracted with with big problems. Would a spin out not? Sorry, would a spin out be part of the solution or potential solution going forward? Things like that. Absolutely. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. And you know. We, we actually talk a lot about that uh, because one of the problems you have when you have one Scipio producing, um, the valuation of that dwarfs a discovery hole on one of your exploration assets. And, you know, maybe an elegant solution here, this is a forward-looking statement, but maybe an elegant solution here is that you take your, your next exploration plays, bring them out into MAG2, Give all your shareholders who have seen you through one of Scipio and they're good shareholders and they've stuck by us, let's have another run up on the other side. At the same time, you've got big dividends coming in from your initial holding in MAG from the cash flow. So that's sort of the, you know, one of the potential uh, midterm strategies that we're embarking on. Okay, I just want to want to understand that the, you know what's going on up here, right? It's your decision making that's affecting people's investments. So you know you're thinking of all the options um, by the sound of it. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Okay, um, can we talk about? Have you any anything to say about Rainer Silver? Oh yeah, um, you know I keep using the word how disciplined we are at Mag. Uh, which is why we have a very high grade, rich deposit, and we don't have a whole arm list of other properties. Arena's underpinned by the Gigi property, which Mag had, I believe, from our IPO, actually. I think it goes back that far. And we've done some drilling on it, but <clears throat> we talked about Mag being a small team. 
our focus is absolutely one osifia. And we don't want to get distracted by anything else. We don't want to take funds we've raised for one OCPO and put them into other aspects of uh, exploration in the, in the organisation. And so we thought it was prudent to put um, um, Gigi and uh, Batapilas into another vehicle, and uh, that's now Rayner. And, uh, you know, we're a 19.9% shareholder. Um, we, we're a shareholder. It doesn't occupy management time. It doesn't distract us. Um, we focus on the, our task at hand, which is one CPO, and bringing that into production and working out what to do with all the cash from there. You've got, you've got a lot of coverage. There's a lot of analysts covering you. And I think yep. I think all but uh, three of them are incorrect uh, at, at whenever you printed this PowerPoint because obviously today... Uh, silver being what it is, you, you, you've exceeded their expectations. But I think it would be a reasonable argument to say that is possibly mostly down to the price of silver over the last week, two weeks. It's 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 really it's really motored, not so much about what you're doing or what you have done, where you are today. So because because again, I come back to that diagram, this kind of a sound curve type. Dagger, you've got a version of that in your PowerPoint. It's page three, right? It's yep. really important to you because it's page three. Yep. Um, you're, you're saying you're at that point, that inflection point, where you think there's going to be a re-rate based on what you're doing. Yep. So, I mean, do you, still, you believe that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just have to look at where they... You look at the multiples that silver producers have, and, you, and that puts you to the right-hand side of that curve, up nice and high. And you look, at to the, you look at the multiple we currently have, and we're significantly below that. And I'd said we're getting into cash flow from pre-production material in the next month. And we're going to bring the plant on in the middle of next year. So uh, a smart investor may think now's the opportunity while you're still down on that curve because you're going to re-rate as you go up there. And you look at the margin on this property, we're going to be a significant producer. This is going to be the world's largest silver producing asset. I, I, look, I, 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 it, there's no doubt we understand that. I have not spent a lot of time on the technicals because I think it's well understood. You've got high grade, it's large, you've got a great operator, you've got no debt, you've got, a lot, you've got enough cash. You're going to be generating cash soon, and um, you're going to be throwing off a lot of cash when you get into production. Totally get it. I'm interested in understanding how do you get the market excited about the growth story, which may not be from underground. It may be about this corporate structuring, whether it be spin-outs with Max Silver 2 or other ways that you could play play the game. That's what it, that's I think what excites me. So again, high class problems to have, but that's what I'd want to be hearing from you. So the, the spin out in Mag Silver Two is you know a, a potential realizable scenario. We have the corporate structure already established, and we have the assets right to put in it. But don't forget, an expansion of one Ocipio is an incredible growth story. Because it's such high value, because it's incremental investment to get double the production, let's say. Because we're already there and the infrastructure is established. 
So, I mean, that's a remarkable value story as well. It's remarkable and you've got to deliver it. And I think it's great. And I want to see you do more. Again, the bigger you get, the harder it gets, for sure. And now it's just execution for, well, for Fresneo and, and, and yourselves, I guess. Yeah. And we help out. You know, we, we talk a lot as partners and they're great mind builders and operators, but, you know, we've got experience doing it too. And sometimes rarely, but sometimes a good idea can come up from our side and it makes a difference, right? I'm sure you're very vocal, George. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good story. The, the build itself is, I mean, just, just to be clear on the timing, that you think it gets into production when? Middle of next year, we'll start commissioning the uh, flotation plant. Right, okay. And then you're processing and uh, you're off By and running. By the end of next year, yeah. we'll be at 55%. But in the next month, we're going to start putting a campaign two days a month of material through the Fresneo plant. Beautiful. George, thanks for the update, mate. Um, we left it far oh, too long. Please. We're a year older and wiser. That's the good news. You're doing I'm good. certainly ch- older. <laughs> same, same. Uh, but look, um, great to speak to you. The story's going well. I'd love to see you know you get this executed um, between now and the middle of next year, uh, and hear what other exciting plans you've got. So appreciate your time. Thanks. Pick up the phone if there's anything good to say. Okay. All the best, mate. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.